We're looking today at uh, the word joy. And joy is a special, important word for us this time of year. Joy says something to us about where we are in our lives. I've, I've told you before that there's another word that we use. Sometimes we use them interchangeably, but they really are not interchangeable. And that, that word is happiness. Happiness comes from the same root word that the word uh, happenings comes from. And it means that the situations in our life are pleasant and, and jovial. And, and we have a sense of that. Yet when those circumstances change, our happiness changes. Joy is rooted much more deeply than that. Joy is a gift from God. It's something that only we can have when we have a relationship with Him. No matter what we're enduring at the moment, Jesus can bring a certain joy to our lives that circumstances cannot steal from us. Joy that comes from following Christ in our const as our constant companion is a gift from Him to our hearts. And as a friend of mine used to remind me many times when I was in the junior department at Mount Olive Baptist Church in East Point, she would always say that joy is the byproduct of obedience. And that is so true. Some people believe that joy is in short supply in this world. People seem to keep things stirred up and they're afraid that things are going to end at any moment. They believe that the, the climate change is destroying the world and, and everything's falling apart. But I don't know about you, but I believe that God is still in control. God can watch over us and He can care for us. He can meet our needs. And He has a purpose and a plan for us. He's not a reactionary God. He's a God who takes action. And He loves us deeply and desperately. The anger and the unrest that rumbles beneath the surface in this world and sometimes erupts may affect our joy, but it shouldn't because our joy is much more deeply placed than that. The great Episcopal thinker, Andre Nouwen, said it is hard to talk about joy. He said, I had a professor in Holland who spent three years talking about anxiety. He said, we studied, we studied Kierkegaard, Camus, Sartre, and he said, and a lot of other people who made a career of writing about anxiety. And uh, Andre Nowen said, he asked him, says, can you do a lecture on joy? And he says, well, I've tried, but I don't have much to say about it. I think you find what you're looking for in life, and if you're looking for that joy, you're only going to find it in Christ Jesus. And you have to dwell with Him and allow His Holy Spirit to dwell largely within you. Even for Christians, joy is often confused with a good emotional feeling. And feelings, as you know, are fickle. They change from day to day. No matter what we are enduring at the moment, Jesus can bring a certain joy to our lives that circumstances cannot steal from us. Joy that comes from following Jesus is our constant companion. It is a gift from Him to our hearts. Happiness is always short-term. Have you noticed that? I can remember as a child 
we'd start getting excited about the 21st or 22nd of December about what we were going to get under the tree on the 25th. And amazingly, for those three or four days, we would just be absolutely marvel at all things. But when Christmas morning came and we opened those gifts, somewhere around 1130, the shine was gone from everything. The toys were worn out. Everything had been opened. The living room looked like a disaster. And all that ended. That's sort of the way we live when happiness is what we have that dictates who and what we are. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Remain in my love. We get distracted many times from that love. We listen to other voices. And there are many voices trying to get your attention. They want you to hear them because they have something they want to sell you. It has nothing about what they can do to help you. It's what they can do to help themselves. But when Christ speaks through his Holy Spirit to us, he has one goal and one purpose, and that is to draw us closer to him. God only has one purpose for us in this world. Otherwise, he would call us home immediately upon accepting his gift of salvation. And his purpose is to conform us to the image of his Son. We are given the beautiful and wonderful opportunity of being the demonstrators of the Christ life within us. And we cannot mix that with anything else. It is pure and it is perfect. And it needs not anything to make it better. Sometimes in life we get distracted. And our joy gets mixed up with the wrong things. But Jesus said, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friend. And that's exactly what Jesus did for us. I want to think for a few minutes about what it means to have a vivid assurance of joy. And what I mean by that, vivid is bright, a very bright and real sense of that. I've got a flashlight at home that is very, very old. I won't throw it away because it was my dad's. Uh, it's really not worth a whole lot anymore. I can't even find a, a, a bulb to go in it. But I keep it because it reminds me of my dad. I can remember my dad picking that up late at night, and when we would hear noise in a house, we had a little house behind our house, and it's where we had beagles that we would breed, and we would take care of litters, and, and when the litters would come in, we would have sometimes 30 or 40 or more puppies out there and we'd hear noise and we'd head out that way at night and my dad's flashlight I can remember stopping halfway through the yard and my dad banging the flashlight on his hand trying to make it work I've got a flashlight at home that I bought not so long ago it cost probably less than my dad's flashlight cost and when I turn it on if it's facing me it blinds me it's so bright it's really neat. I can sit it up, and it will, it will stand up and face wherever I point it. It has several levels of light. It also has one small light that will focus at a great distance. And when I look at that light, I realize the difference between mankind's efforts at joy 
and Christ's joy for us. It illuminates everything. It gives us a vivid assurance of what's going on. The first thing I want you to notice is this. We are loved by Christ. He said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Do you realize you get the identical level of love that, that, that God and Christ have for one another? Think about that. Think about that, that permeating love that you're given there that watches over you at all times and in everything. And then remember the times that you felt that God was not near, that he was not there, he was not working on your behalf. The reality is God is always there. And when he doesn't speak with us, it's because he's acting on our behalf or he's already told us what we need to know and we're not listening. God has a way of loving us that's amazing, but his love requires that we grow, that we mature, that we overcome the trials of life, that we become an example to those round about us who are hurting. It's not enough for us to point people to Jesus. Our lives have to demonstrate that we trust in Jesus. And many people, they don't go that far in their faith. Ephesians 3.17 says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. Think about that. That immense love that surrounds us in every circumstance. God is there with us when we're having joyous times. He's there with us during the frightening times when we're in school taking a, an exam. He's there with us at night when we are fearful. He's there when we're sad and when we struggle and try to find hope and help. He is always there to give that to us. Secondly, Jesus gives us a purpose. He said, remain in my love. It's amazing the direction that he gives us. When we give ourselves to Christ, the tempter is never far away. Remember that. He always wants to get us off the path. And it's easy to do that. You know when we usually get off the path is when we are distracted. We had a farm when I was growing up, and we would go on a little pathway that led literally through a swamp. It was a shortcut to get to our pasture, which was over on another mountain. If we followed the road, it would take about two miles, but if we would follow the path through the swamp, it would take probably about two-thirds of a mile to get there, and it was, and it was more interesting anyway. But I learned that as I walked, I had to stay on the path. Because if I just once got off the path, it was hard to find it again. And all around me were all sorts of things. And God has a way of keeping us on the path that we're to remain on in life. If we're distracted and, and we follow after something that we shouldn't, and our purpose seems to get smeared and, and confused in life, all you have to do is ask him and he'll bring you back to where you need to be. To be able to find joy, and listen to this. this. This was a quote that I read by C.S. Lewis. To be able to find joy in another person's joy, 
That is the secret of happiness, real happiness. Now what that means is, when somebody else approaches Christ and they found that level of joy that they're looking for, and you can celebrate that with them, that is the greatest feeling in all the world. To be able to celebrate and understand what is going on. There was a time when people would get caught up, and I, I'm not blaming school teachers for this, but uh, uh, show and tell starts early in school, and you bring something in, and you show it, and you talk about it. But some people continue to do show and tell the rest of their lives. Someone shares with you that they've lost a, a, a very close friend and, and how deeply painful it is for them to deal with that. And rather than trying to help them through the process of their grieving, you say something like, oh yeah, I lost a cousin the other day and that was rough. Well, that's not the time for show and tell. Show and tell works very well when you're a small child. But when you're an adult walking with Christ and someone gives you the opportunity to help them on the pathway, do it. Take advantage of it. Be the voice of Jesus to someone that's not hearing any hope or any help. They need that. You know, John 15, 10, when it says, If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commands and remain in his love. Now think about that. Many people have an idea that Christianity is just a matter of where we go to church or when we go to church. But it's not. It's so much more than that. So much more than that. Really, it's a matter of who is in control of your heart. The words that proceed from your mouth, the, the, the things that you put on social media, for goodness sake. The way you communicate sadness and difficulty and frustration in life. You've got to understand, Jesus never walked outside of the will of the Father. Never. This is our example. He never strayed from that. He stayed on that path constantly. Now, Jesus gives us a future also, along with a purpose. He gives us a future. He said, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Not par a partial joy, but a complete joy. Do you really believe that Jesus said your joy can be complete? Did he really mean that? Have you had complete joy in your life? Have you understood what it is to have that kind of relationship? God wants us to have that. They say that the great challenge is to claim the joy that Jesus offers us. But so often we don't. Jesus is God, the God of the living. Jesus came to bring life and to bring abundance to us in realistic ways. And, and he gives us purpose in whatever we do. Doesn't mean we have to walk around and be super spiritual all the time. Doesn't mean we need to look down at people and, and criticize and contradict them uh, to make ourselves look better. And many people do that today. That's their form of religion. Remember, as part of the body of Christ, we're supposed to draw people in, not push them away. But it means you do things simply because you know that it's in the image of God to do them. I want to deal with something very personal, and I hope that the spears will forgive me for this, but 
in their household, they had two very unique girls, four-legged kind, German short hair. They, had, they have Lulu, who Lulu is, is one of the happiest, most happy-go-lucky dogs I've ever seen. But they took into their household some years ago uh, Janie. Janie had been abused greatly. It was, it was obvious. Years after they got her, she would always stay at a distance. And she would look at a group of people, and we'd be petting Lulu. And I know she wanted to be with us, but she just couldn't get beyond the pain of what she'd been through. Janie died yesterday. Harold, she's not afraid anymore. She's at peace. We go through hurts in life, and some people never get over them. That precious little dog could never get beyond it. But she is now. That's why our joy has to be complete. We have to reach out to people that have been hurt, even animals that have been hurt. We've got to have compassion. We've got to love. We're to do exactly what Jesus did, give ourselves away. That's what he requires of us. In the first half of the 18th century, there was a real rebellious songwriter and, and Christian that a lot of people just wanted to stay away from. His name was Isaac Watts. Now, Jeff and I look at Isaac Watts, and he's one of the old traditional writers. I mean, he wrote songs uh, like, Our God, our God, uh, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, and I Sing the Mighty Power of God, and When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, At the Cross, and We're Marching to Zion, all those songs. But amazingly, the spiritual leadership at that time in the church didn't like him. And it's a strange reason. Because he did not write his songs word for word from the Psalms. They wanted the Psalms to be the songs that were sung. And you see, he read a psalm that meant so much to him. Psalm 98. And he said to himself that the story of joy is not getting out in this psalm to the people today because it was written to a people long ago. And he said, I want to open this up and bring the 98th psalm out. I don't have to do it literally word for word. I want to rearrange the words where it will come out. I didn't ask you earlier, you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, Joy to the World. Joy to the World is based on the 98th Psalm. But he literally risked his reputation and his future in the church to communicate that. And because of that, we have joy in our hearts. We hear that song, and it communicates to us the depth of that relationship. Please understand, in these dark days, with so many confusing things going on in our world, People don't understand what's right and wrong. They don't understand what is good and bad anymore. And they certainly don't understand if they'll even be here another day. They're frightened. And the media seems to carry us on this roller coaster ride of fear. 
There's one book that will talk to you about the joy that is unsearchable and deeper than anything this world often offers. And I beg you to read about that today. Emaciate yourself in that joy. Walk out into the world and your light will shine in such a way that others can't help but want to know what you have. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your holy word and the strength that it gives us in times of frustration, in times of anxiety, in times of, of, of anxiety that goes beyond even the norm. We can trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for that. Your unsearchable love goes on forever. Yet so often we turn from that in a distracted mode, falling into sin or just listening to the wrong voices, and we walk away from you. But right now we ask that we would focus only on what you would have us to do, and we would listen to your voice and come back to you. Lord, we know that when we do that, you're there for us, you're prepared, and you love us. So that joy that we need and we want will be full and complete. God, speak to someone this morning who needs to bring their heart back to you and get back on the path of trusting you, and then their joy will be full, and their happiness will be there. And Father, if there's one that has a decision to make in their life, even today, guide them and allow them to be able to make that choice and that decision at this moment. For it's in your holy name we do pray. Amen.